Shut up and sit down. Yes, thank you, Sean, for that introduction. You are way too kind to me. All right, yes, welcome back to When the Wind Blows. This is a podcast for parents, teachers, leaders, anyone vested in the world of education, and I am Erin Barnes, host of the show. So today's episode, I do not have a co-host with me. I'm just going to give you um, a, a little Erin rant here. Um it came to my attention. It came to my attention. What, like I, it, something, somebody was dropping hints on me. I was in TikTok. I was watching TikTok. Okay, um, and I saw a couple of videos that made me really kind of put together this episode. Um, this is, we'll have a regular episode next week, but this one is kind of needs to be out here uh, before. Uh, the rest, because I just thought we're about to start school, and if I can help in any way, I'm going to. So, um, most of you know my story. I am a high school dropout. I did not finish school, um, did not find out until I was an adult about the dyslexia and dysgraphia. I, um, you know, it, it, I don't hate learning. I just hated the systematic way that learning was put forth. Uh, and that's probably why I'm so passionate about the school that I work for. And, and I'm going to stop with so much uh, epic only talk because uh, now it has come to my attention uh, that there are several listeners that are not in Oklahoma even. Um, so for the sake of the larger audience. I'm just going to start, you know, talking about education on the whole, not necessarily just how we do it, but how it is done in my school might be why I've got so much passion right now for not just education, but personalized education. So, uh, I'm going to stop rambling here about this, but, um, I did end up getting, um, back in school. I have a master's degree, contemplating other things. Who knows uh, what uh, what the seasons will bring? But um, I'm listening to a podcast episode the other day, and no, a TikTok the other day, and the gal was talking about pulling yourself up by your bootstraps, and I initially I was like. Yes, yes, we do need people to do this. Uh, that is kind of what I've done. And then I really thought about it. Um, and it is not what I have done. I wish you knew how many people in my life it took to get my freaking boots on. <laughs> so um, I did not necessarily, I was not the only one who pulled myself up by my bootstraps. What I'm saying is here, it takes a village. And I think sometimes we can get, I think that, that, phrase, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, can get downright offensive uh, because it's, it's, I don't think it is a single solitary thing and it sets people up for failure. I didn't do it alone um, to, to get out of the, the situations that I had gotten into. 
Um, I pretty much did do alone the situations I had gotten into. So there you go. Anyway, I just, I think that that is semi offensive language, um, to anyone who's going through things right now and is seeking help. I think we need to do more helping and less, um, well, pull yourself up by your bootstraps type stuff. Anyway, so then I was listening to another TikTok and this TikTok is actually the one that made me stop and say, I need to put this out right now. This is this week's episode. So it was this guy, this older gentleman, and I think I've seen a few of them and it's a kid who um, is probably my daughter's age who's like, dad, uh, tell me about Gen Xers. And he, I mean, that's, it's, it's got a language. It's definitely got some language to it, just so you know. But sometimes even things with language have real truth to them. So I, I still listen. It's not like I'll cut it out because it's got the language. Anyway, he was talking about how this current generation is in the car looking at a little box of the world, meaning the cell phone, when the world is going on around them and they won't look up. And then he talked uh, also, I mean, it was a pretty impactful little, uh, I think, 30 second clip. But then he talked a little bit about how this current generation is just taking shortcuts and shortcuts and um, not really living life. And he talked about how they'll get a video game. And the first thing they do is look up the cheat codes to play the video game. And I started thinking, yeah, what about that? But then the other side of me thought, Aaron, you turd, you don't get to just agree with him. You were a cheater. I mean, I cheated in math. I cheated in lots of things. I take shortcuts now. I do not systematically go about education the way most people do. And so I'm a, I'm a cheat code user of the world, I guess. So I just wanted to say, even with these two videos that kind of hit me, there's another side to it. And, um, and I just kind of wanted to talk about that a little bit. I I think we have to, I, I love TikTok, um, mostly because I've, I've heard that Like with Instagram and Facebook, when they were created, they were created on the social algorithm. So the more popular you were, the more people were going to see your content. With TikTok, it's interest-based. And I'm going to stop right here and let you know, like, it took me about a week and a half to curate my TikTok. And uh, as I'm scrolling now, my For You page it's definitely things that I'm interested in. Every once in a while, something random will pop through. Um, but for the most part, my TikTok page, I can sit for 30 minutes. Uh, I can get lost for an hour. Uh, yes, I get lost in TikTok. Um, and I don't hit, I don't forward many videos because it really is curated now. My husband got TikTok. And we could not get it curated for him. He, um, for what it's worth, I think the interests <laughs> of the typical 40-year-old man on TikTok are not that of my husband. He, there are videos that he's interested in, and I, he couldn't do it anymore. Uh, there was a, a lot of smut on his um, 
So he gave it to me to start curating. So for a week, I'm trying to hit all these things that I know he'd like. And it never got rid of the things, the other things. His For You page was still filled with other stuff. So um, I don't know necessarily how to break that algorithm that is so strong. Um, anyway, I'm going to stop right there. I do think as parents, we should be kind of uh, checking that over every once in a while because I don't want to be shocked by anything and I want to talk through everything with my kiddo. Um, so just a PSA out there, check your, your kiddos for you page every once in a while. Um, you might be shocked as well. Anyway, the TikTok world is pretty stinking amazing. TikTok can be used for good and I'm going to break it down and give it to you right now. Um, I, the show notes are linked here click on them because every single bullet point is a linked bullet point so that you can go through it and, and you're like, Oh, that, that hit with me. I think I'd check that out. And you can go click on it and it takes you straight to their page where you can follow or like them. Um, but, but really good stuff. So I'm going to dive into how I use TikTok and YouTube and podcasts to educate myself. Here we go. All right, so the show notes are linked, like I said. Gary V, and his name is like Gary Vaynerchuk. Um, so he does have a Gary Vaynerchuk, but he also has a Gary V, um, two different channels. I, I guess that's what you'd call them. Um, but they're kind of the same stuff. I, if they are different in any way, now I need to go back and think are these different? Is he putting out different content on each? He's. 100% himself. Um, he does curse. And so you'll want to decide whether you want to listen to cursing. Uh, like I said, for me, it doesn't bother me as long as the content is good. <clears throat> um, but Gary V is kind of speaking truths over people. And, and that's the world I live in. I, I feel like, um, I'm speaking truths over my kids regularly. People come to me for advice. I'm, I'm on this show. Um, and so, what I, what he has to offer, I'm super into, um, Gary V. He had one and I sent it to my kiddos the other day about everything a 13 year old needs to know. And my 15 year old was like, I don't, I don't need to know what 13 year olds need to know. I was like, no, 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 no. Basically what he was saying, if I could go back with the knowledge that I have now, I definitely go back and be 13, uh, not to gain money, but, um, to be a bigger influence in people's lives, I think, than he was. But so it went through like the eight things that you would do at thir- that you need to start doing at 13. Anyway, Gary, watch him decide whether you want your kids to subscribe to him. Uh, he is the top one linked in the show note. The next one I've got is Hank Green. And for the most part, he's clean. He'll drop um, an F-bomb here and there. Um, but Hank Green is... Crash Course. And Crash Course is also linked in the YouTube portion of the show notes. So uh, I've kind of been a Hank Green fan for a really long time. He's now on TikTok, not as Crash Course, but kind of like um, combating science and social studies and math and <laughs> English information and, and just world relevant content. Um, funny guy. 
but Hank Green, he is the guy from Crash Course, or one of the, the guys from Crash Course, the main creator of Crash Course. Uh, he's on there on TikTok in his own way. The next two, I'm just going to kind of glaze over, Motiversity and Motivation Mindset. And both of these have, they're not the same person all the time. They take clips from other people, speakers, celebrities, um, uh, all kinds of things. And, and they throw their quick, you know, 15 to 30 second sound bites on there that make you think. Now, I'm going to tell you right here, you have to put action. I know that was a long pause and I'm not going to edit it out. You have to put action to TikTok. TikTok is like a 15 second thing and you can find yourself being like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you're scrolling um, and, and every video is another yeah. And then you get halfway through your day because you've put it away and you've done your, your real work and you're you're lost on that. Yeah. Again, you're like, I I remember watching some inspirational TikToks earlier with motivation mindset. And again, this is why I'm here right now. TikTok. I had to push stop on a video and come and talk to you. You've got to put action to these things. Everybody talks about how if you go back in time, right? So back to the future, any time travel movie, if you go back in time, one small change could make a giant lasting impact on the world as we know it. But nobody ever stops to think, what could I do today that might make a giant lasting impact on the future of this world? Nobody thinks like that because today is mundane and it's the worst and and tomorrow's going to come and we will not see the seed of that, I mean, the fruit of that seed tomorrow. No, because fruit trees take forever. I mean, I think you have to have an apple tree for three years before it ever starts producing fruit. It's a long time to wait. Um, So stop now and put something into action when you're watching a TikTok that makes you think, oh, yeah, shoot, I've stopped now on um, duets and said, I got to duet this. Although I haven't quite figured out duets. I think I need to get another pair of headphones because anyway, um, But what I'm saying is stop and put action to the video that made you go, oh man, or bookmark it to at least come back to it later, but go back to it later. Don't let your bookmark page fill up with 400 bookmarks because what are you bookmarking at that point? Anyway, moving on. GB and me. Oh, GB has passed. She passed away uh, earlier this year, but it doesn't mean I don't watch those videos still. Um, it was this grandmother and her grandson just living and grandson put a house in the backyard for her and was taking her to doctor's visits and getting her clothing. I just remember the very first one I ever saw, and I, it was before I really knew what it was, was this video where they replaced her slippers. Okay. And, um, so she goes to put the slippers on and then they check back to the, the foot and her like little middle toe is sticking out of the slipper and it's the funniest looking thing. Anyway, they're adorable. If you want to see good in the world, go watch GB and me linked there in the show notes. Again, she, she has passed. So we're not going to see any more, um, videos at this point, but, uh, it's a, it's a beautiful story of awesome to watch. Uh, Elise Myers is in here. 
Now, Elise has made it across several platforms. I've seen her on all of them. But what I love about her is that she is awkward like me. Um, I am, I, I mean, I can be okay and I can put on the show pretty darn good. But boy, does it feel awkward to have small talk. And um, I think that's probably why my friend group is so darn small. Like, I can get up and I can speak and I've been at conferences and, and spoken in front of large crowds before. Um, and, and people say, Oh my goodness, you're a natural, you're a natural. I honestly feel a little weirded out by it because it, it feels odd to be up there. I love it. I do. It's, it's one of the, the greatest things. I actually do get the, uh, the endorphin rush from speaking, but then it's after the conference where um, you have to have small talk or you're invited to a, a VIP lunch and um, you have to have those conversations. I'm so awkward in them. I don't hate them. I love talking with people, but I'm not very good at the small talk. And so Elise Myers brings some normal to the way I feel about living. And not only that, but she talks about the way she lives. And, and I think it's so important for uh, for kids to see like, yes, this, this was an experience. This is how I handled it. And I'm an awkward human anyway. So I love Elise. Um, um, she's very much <laughs> the inner goings on of Aaron. A lot of times the last one is, uh, I I'm hoping I'm not saying this right. I mean, I hope I, I am saying this right. Vin gang, um, uh, it's linked there. It is spelled correctly in the show notes, but uh, he is talking about how to present. And so it's a world that I, I love and I'm in, interested in and I do. And so I, I take from him little nuggets of how to present. So uh, the last one I saw from him was talking about how sometimes when we talk, we talk in a way that goes up at the end of our sentences and it will not let your audience believe that you know what you're talking about. Uh, so he talks about when you are giving a, a lecture or anything to go down at the end and, and going down and not up shows that you do know what you're talking about, um, that you're confident as well in what you're talking about. And it's not like I had a big problem with talking up, um, but it reminds me to really think about every little piece of presenting. So he is where I'm getting some really great content for growing in this one area of my life. Okay, moving on to YouTube. YouTube is, um, sheesh, whenever I was teaching, I used a lot of YouTube. And you have to get it unlocked on computers sometimes. And, and I think it is unlocked on most of our computers now. But if you have YouTube locked at your school, make a case for getting it unlocked because the next one, two, three, seven, um, people that I subscribe to are huge actually. Okay. We do have to take at least one out of that. So six are totally worth (laughs) subscribing to in school. One of them, oh my, it's just a good one. Um, but okay. So the first one is Ted, Ted talks and Ted Ed. Great content. A, Ted Talks, you're listening to people and industry leaders talk about 
their passion and their drive. There have been a couple of principals on there, uh, Brene Brown. Uh, I found Tyler DeWitt, who's also linked in the YouTube show notes through a TED Talk. He was talking about, um, he was a, uh, a biologist uh, and he has a PhD, I think, in, in, maybe I'm making that up, the PhD part. Tyler DeWitt, let me know if I am. Uh, but he, um, was talking about how he went to work for this textbook company and he was so excited to be working for this textbook company because he really liked teaching others, but textbook companies are using academic speak and, and there's nothing wrong with academic speak necessarily, but they were writing it for, you know, 13 year olds and 12 year olds and, and, and middle school kids. And so he was like, Whoa, this is going to suck the life right out of them. And those are my words, not his, but but basically, he questioned what he was doing there because he was writing content that was going to ruin a love of passion. So his channel is linked in here. I'm skipping over TED and Crash Course for half a second to tell you about the Tyler DeWitt one. His is in here because that's exactly what he does. He creates videos that are about jewels and um, molecules and elements and <laughs> brings them together in a way that is just kind of fun. Um, he, he turns them into characters sometimes and um, it's not childish. I mean, it's, it's high school biology. It is high school science, um, but he just does it in a way that's not going to ruin their, their love of learning. So back to Ted and Ted Ed, curated content, really great stuff, short-ish videos um, that really drive home concepts. Uh, and, and Crash Course is the same. So it's linked in here also. Crash Course, sheesh. I know even at my school, we, we had these uh, PDFs and Google Docs that um, followed the Crash Course videos. And it was academic vocabulary they could go look up and, and notes. And then they had these questions to answer. And there was a place to write a summary. It looked very Cornell notes to me. And all I'm saying is you can get your Cornell notes out. And if you don't know what Cornell notes are, it's just a style of taking notes. It is so impactful. Look it up. I, I The first thing I do in uh, whenever I'm listening to a podcast about something I know nothing about is I'll draw the lines on my page. This is my summary. This is my vocabulary. This is the notes. Um, so that it kind of just breaks it down in different ways. If there's a word I haven't heard of, it goes over here. I stop, I look it up. Um, anyway, so with all of these, you can totally Cornell notes, um, and, and learn content, but crash course was one that as a school, we used crash course, uh, in several ways. Um, they've got, uh, gosh, financial literacy, uh, world history, American history. They um, do sciences uh, and social sciences out the wazoo. Just really good stuff. I found Bozeman science whenever I was looking at Tyler DeWitt science. And so they're just two different kinds of things. Um, um, they teach different science. As, so that helps. Um, but Bozeman Science is another one. Super great. The guy has kind of got, he, I mean, I, I think he's funny. Um, so it's really easy to listen to him. I don't know if they're still making content, but uh, there you go. Okay. Wisecrack. This is the one that you're not going to say, hey, we need Wisecrack opened up for our school. Uh, and that's why we're going to need you to. Wisecrack 
very much uh, uh, littered with cuss words. Um, but, and, and Wisecrack does all kinds of things. So what you're going to want to do is click on playlists and go to the Thug Notes. And I've linked season one, but I think there are six seasons on there. And, and season one, every single episode, he breaks down a book. Um, and I, gosh, I think he broke down, what is the one with Pip and um, Great Expectations? That was the first one I've I ever listened to. And it is this guy in a very comedic way, um, talking in everyday language. My, I mean, anyway, some people's everyday language. I do not cuss as much as this guy, but it just was funny to listen to it. And he uses literary, literary analysis and, and he talks about hyperbole and he talks about all these different structures and literacy while kind of wisecracking this book. And so Thug Notes, season one from Wisecrack is linked in here. If you want to dive down that road, I, I thought it was super funny. I would listen to it. Not I would not assign it to my kids, but I would listen to it to see what his take was. And then I would begin my discussions at it, as this guy. Uh, they were much cleaner, obviously, but but he helped me um, see if there was anything I was missing when we would go talk about these books in our novel studies. Um, Scott Hazelwood is actually a personal friend of mine. Uh, he was flipping classrooms before it was before it was a buzzword, before it was a trend. Um, he all he did was he would teach his lessons at night at home on YouTube. And then uh, assign them to his kiddos to watch before they come to class. So that in class, all they were doing was working on math. And I thought that was so huge. Um, and, and that's why we flip classrooms now is so that we can work on the content together. But I thought it was so huge because I remembered whenever I first uh, met Scott and he was telling me he was doing this, I thought, if my teachers had just done that, we spent the entire time lecturing. I wasn't a great note taker. And so whenever I'd get home and it was time to do the homework, um, whether I, I had help or not, I could, I could not tell my help what I learned that day because I, again, I didn't take great notes. And if I was on my own, then shoot, I was not doing it. I would just, you know, copy somebody's work the next morning at school. Um, and so the flipped classroom idea so that you get the lecture out of the way before you come to class is huge because kids need to be able to work through these things. And parents, I mean, uh, like this show, if you are a parent who is like, I cannot algebra, I'm, I'm so far removed from algebra. There's no way I'm, I'm remembering it. Plus they've got, they teach it in, in all the different ways now, which is, I, I love personally, because I think if somebody had taught me differently then it would have helped. So we teach it this way. We also teach it this way. We also teach it this way. And, and parents who might have only learned it one way, maybe seeing it in a different way, and they're, nope, I can't help you. So, Scott, thank you for flipping your classroom long before it was popular. He is now, um, he's not teaching math, so I don't know that he's making any more content. But um, but there's uh, pre-calc and calculus in there. I don't remember what else he taught. Um, but some of that higher level math, if you get stuck on a math problem, in, in this year, you can go look him up and, and put in his keywords uh, in his playlist and, and, and find the video where he's talking about that. He's just a funny, funny dude and explains math so perfectly. The last one on YouTube is how to adult. So how to adult um, are very short videos. Uh, there's 
one on balancing a checkbook. There's one on do I rent or do I own? And I use these as a supplement to some of my personal finance stuff because while, while high schoolers aren't trying to decide whether to rent or own, we don't come back to personal finance with them. And so depending on what year they take it, and some of them are ninth graders when they take it, by the time they step out into the world, they may have forgotten a lot of that personal finance stuff. So how to adult is small little um, chunks of information that um, that help you decide maybe is, is renting or owning my home better for this season that I'm in. Um, and so there you go. Those are the YouTube videos and the whys behind each of them. Lastly, I want to talk about podcasts because so much of my time is consuming podcasts. It's part of why I make a podcast and see if I can help somebody out there in the world at all that I'm going to. And for all two of you, just kidding, the the listenership has grown. I'm very pleased about that. But, um, but for those of you who do listen, just know that a lot of what I am speaking about is because I've got these other podcasters who are pouring into me very regularly. And so the first one I've got on here, James Altucher, I'm actually, I'm using one of his books that he wrote this year, uh, reinvent yourself, which is not about reinventing yourself, but it, it could be, uh, he gives you each chapter is what I learned from this person, what I learned from this person anyway. So that I'm not plugging his book. What I am doing is plugging his podcast. He was a, a ridiculously, um, like high end hedge fund manager, uh, for a period of time. He is an author and now he does these podcasts. Well, he's still an author, um, but he does these podcasts and he talks about everything. And, and the guy used to do everything. I think I, I remember an episode where he talked about how he just wanted to see what it would be like to sleep in I- Ikea. Um, I, I don't remember how long he stayed in there, but he's known for doing kind of crazy things. Uh, I'm pretty sure that that settled down a little bit. He's married with children now, but Um, James Altucher talks about anything and everything, and uh, he's got really great guests on. He had uh, the guy who was the CEO of Nintendo, um, Reggie, gosh, now I'm blanking. Anyway, um, and they just had these conversations, and it was so good, and it was about um, kind of innovation. How do you innovate when it looks like things are going well. How do you go another step when when it, when what's going on feels so solid? I thought it was just such a, a perfect episode to listen to for uh, the beginning of school because how do we make more? How do we do better for, for you uh, and for your families and, and um, for your classrooms? And so James Altucher is who I listen to. Tony Robbins, I have loved Tony Robbins for a long time. I've gone to Unleash the Power Within. Um, he is a motivator, uh, and he, he makes you think about what's going on in your world, um, and, and how to break cycles of thought. Um, but his podcast is more of interviewing people and who are also doing this. So he's not going to break your power of thought (laughs) in these episodes, but he is going to talk about things that are making a giant impact on the world. Um, revisionist history. And I'm a big Malcolm Gladwell fan. Also, I've got several of his books, but revisionist history is where Malcolm Gladwell, um, who he, he just takes a moment in history and kind of just dissects it and breaks it apart and maybe explains why it happened or, or even kind of looks at what might have happened if, um, great podcast to listen to, uh, work life with Adam Grant. Adam Grant is, um, 
an author as well. Uh, I read originals by him. Um, I have ordered, but haven't read yet. Um, oh my goodness. Another book. Uh, gosh. <laughs> okay. Anyway, he's a, um, organizational psychologist. I'm so sorry. I forgot the name of your book, Adam, if you're ever listening to this, but, um, he's an organizational psychologist who looks at big organizations and breaks down what's working and what isn't his podcast here is breaking down things that work and don't work within different, um, um, businesses. And so he's got different groups that he brings on. And, and sometimes he's talking to a gal who, um, changed the entire culture of uh, business. He, he he has an episode where he talks about this one business. Like it's a prerequisite to know that you will get feedback and it won't always be good. Can you take this? And everybody kind of wants feedback, but they want the good stuff. They don't want to hear the bad stuff. And these guys are are all about giving the bad stuff. Um, they, they wrap it up with how to make you better, but, but here's what you're doing wrong and and what you need to fix. And anyway, each episode is a little bit different, but Adam, excuse me, Adam Grant is always bringing, um, ways that you can make a, a small change or a big change to completely turn around an organization. And I love it. The last one again is personal to me. Um, because it's in the world of communications, but it's a little off topic by a little company in Nashville, Tennessee called Speak Creative. And they get um, four people around a table and they dissect uh, an issue going on in the world of either communications or public relations um, and marketing. And I think that it's so good. And I remember an episode that I listened to by them and it created, uh, it made me create, uh, I don't remember if I did a podcast or a blog about it, but, um, imposter syndrome and what is it and why do we get it? And I just, I thought, you know what, I'm going to subscribe to this. I feel, I really like what these people are saying. So there you go. I, I just gave you, um, gosh, it looks like five, uh, seven, seven. Okay. So I just, I just gave you so many resources. Um, some are for personal growth, but many of these I used whenever I was teaching kids, not only that, but we created content. And so I will, uh, I just decided I'm going to go back and I'm going to link in my, uh, YouTube, which is not vast. Uh, it is not vast at all because I was so busy teaching very rarely did I have time to just record it all. But we've got several student projects on there. Um, we had a kid doing movie making 101 and he worked for Epic creating content for a while. And so he's got a couple of videos on there. I've got a kid who does a, a history rap on there. Um, that, uh, covers at the time it covered all of the first standard of eighth grade history. Now I think it's parts of standard two, um, sheesh, Oklahoma history on there. Uh, but basically I would have my kids create content after consuming content. And so, um, I'll link that in there too, if you wanted to take a look at it, but YouTube podcasting, TikTok, all of these things can be great ways to not only learn content, but then go out and teach, show that, you know, the content. Um, so there's my soapbox for you today, all these resources, And again, the whole reason I made this episode was because I was listening to one of those TikToks and thought, stop, Aaron, you've got to stop right now, stop the scroll and go talk to you, (laughs) you people. Um, And so um, when I just 
your call to action here is when you are scrolling through your social media and you find something that really hits hard, stop, pause, reflect, journal it, if you will. If that's, if that's the only thing you do, write it down that, you know what, this is my thought around this impactful little 30 second video that I just saw so that we can pause and maybe do something uh, eventually with that information. Um, I, I just think that consuming, consuming, consuming only does so much. We have to start putting action behind any of this stuff. So there you go. Hope you enjoyed this episode. If you didn't, uh, there'll be another one next week. Uh, but if you did enjoy this episode, will you share it? Um, will you leave a comment on whichever platform you're listening to it on? Because your comments really kind of drive how I talk. I, I've, I've gotten many of them and, um, uh, we're on Stitcher. We're on, um, Spotify and Apple, I think, well, and Podbean. Um, so I get the comments in, in four different areas. And so I, I just, I really appreciate them. It helps me to know whether I should keep doing this at times. Uh, but if you liked this episode, or if you think somebody else could use this episode, stop, share it. Maybe that's your call to action today. Stop, hit the share button, send it out. All right. Well, tune in next week where we are rethinking how leadership and education can better prepare the next generation for a rapidly evolving world.